welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. Welcome back to Block in the Back. I'm Tyler alongside Ryan today. We're going to break down the 2021 rookies in a mock draft format. So we're going to super flex mock draft this and uh, kind of just see where guys will go. And, and we're going to do two rounds. Um, you know, I kind of have a, a feeling about Ryan's rankings, but uh, this, this is going to be a, a really good tool just to kind of see where guys are going round one, round two, uh, and kind of where they land. So this is pre-draft. We all can't wait for that NFL draft. Uh, on Thursday and I know Ryan's pumped because he's going to be in Florida catching some sun hopefully he puts some sunscreen on his head because I'm staring at uh, a bald head that could get pretty burnt right now but Ryan how you doing man doing good man and like you said super excited for the NFL draft coming up here in a week I'm gonna have toes in the sand bush light in the hand and just the draft probably on YouTube TV on the phone and just loving life sitting in my beach chair um, but yeah, like I said, super flex rookie mock draft pre-draft. We're going to do a two rounder, um, today just to kind of give everybody a feel where are these guys going to go? What might you expect, um, in your rookie drafts and kind of, this is going to be so we can compare when we do a rookie mock after the NFL draft, how much did the draft capital matter this year? How much did the landing spot matter? Who's going up? Who's going down? Um, who are we fading if they go to a bad situation and things like that? It's just a good tool to to kind of see where that value lies. What are we weighing heavily on, on our analysis? So this will be a good exercise and give us a good idea on at least the talent and where guys could be going in your rookie, rookie drafts. All right. So the way we'll kind of do this is Ryan and I will alternate picks. I'll give him first and uh, we'll just alternate picks. And I'll maybe give a little reasoning behind it, uh, anything I have to say about the prospect. Uh, and we will do that for, 12 picks in the first round and 12 picks in the second round. So I'm looking forward to this one. I, I always love talking rookies, but when you add in drafting with it, I mean, oof, I'm ready to go. So Ryan, I'll give you the, the 1.01 in this Superflex mock. Go ahead. This one is easy for me. It hasn't moved at all um, through this whole evaluation process. Um, I'd say it's pretty consensus 101. Uh, that's Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to go first overall in the NFL draft. He's going to the Jags. I just think he's a extremely talented quarterback coming into the league. And I think he's going to be around for a long time. He does things that other people just aren't capable of doing. I think his mobility and his sneaky speed kind of adds another fantasy aspect for you. I think it's going to be kind of like Joe Burrow last year where he actually put up some running, uh, some rushing yards and some rushing touchdowns as well. So I think Lawrence is going to add that um, to, to the fantasy world for you guys as well. Um, pretty easy pick for me here at, at 101, and I think it's a lock for, that he goes to the Jags as well. Yeah, and with 102, I'm going to go Justin Fields and somebody who I think actually could be a better fantasy player with his ceiling just due to, to Fields' 4.46 speed and his rushing ability. So, you know, I, I know he's – this draft is, you know, with the rumors and everything, it's been all over the place, Right. And it's towards, we're getting down to the countdown here where people are, you know, either trying to shy somebody away from somebody. I mean, you got the Justin Fields and he, you know, declared that he had, or he has epilepsy. 
and people are making a, a big deal about this, how he has this seizure disorder. He's just being upfront with these NFL teams. He has it under control. Uh, it's, it's honestly, <clears throat> if, if people are going to knock him for that, I, I don't think that's fair. He's doing them, uh, uh, just letting them know. That doesn't change anything how I feel about him. Um, you know, even from reading the articles, it sounds like it runs in his family and stuff like that. I don't know. Did you hear about that, Ryan? No, I actually, this is the first time that I am hearing about it. I did not hear about that. But I, that, like you said, it doesn't really change anything for me. I mean, he played his entire college career and was phenomenal. So I, I think you're right. He's just being up front, which is, which is good for him. He's being a good guy. He's not hiding anything. Because I think it would be worse if you're hiding that the teams could get suspicious. So, yeah, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, and re- for me, regardless of how this NFL draft shakes out, you know, with the top 10 with these quarterbacks selected, I still want Justin Fields. Um, as second in this this mock, and that's not going to change after the fact either. So Justin Fields, 1.02, really like the upside. I like what you said there because I agree with uh, – I don't think it's going to change much where he goes. If, if it's in the top ten and he doesn't slide too much, I just like the talent. I like what I saw when I was going through my evaluation process, and he's been my 102 from the get-go. I don't really see that changing a whole lot. Like I don't think it's that close. If anything, if anything, and I'm not saying that I would do this unless something crazy happens in the NFL draft, but if anything, I think Fields is closer to Lawrence than Fields is closer to the number three spot for me. And I know that's going to be kind of a contrarian take there, but um, that's where I'm at. Like on my, on my film scores, it's a lot closer for one and two than it is from two to three. Um, but that being said, I will go on with the 103 here, and I'm going to go Trey Lance. Um, I really liked what I – I mean, limited film on Trey Lance, but what I did see, yeah, sure, it wasn't the best competition, but I saw phenomenal arm talent, I would elite arm talent. The mobility is crazy. His, his speed is just like Justin Fields, except I think he might even show it more on the field with his rushing ability. And I think the upside there and potential is ridiculously high. And he's actually starting to catch a little bit of steam uh, going into the NFL draft as well with a couple good pro days. So – 103 for me is going to be Trey Lance. I know this could go either way for a lot of people. So 103, Trey Lance. Yeah, he has a, a ton of upside, right? So I, that's an upside pick there. And, I mean, he had a phenomenal freshman year, and I don't blame you at all. And uh, 1.04, I'll go Zach Wilson, and those two are so close for me. Um, but it's hard to ignore what both those guys did in college. Um, I like them both upside-wise. Uh, Zach Wilson for me, 1.04. Yeah, and that's kind of who it was between. But, again, my quarterback rankings have not changed. I've had no reason to really change them. I mean, from the pro day numbers, I don't like to put too much weight on that, especially with there being no NFL combine. So I'm sticking to my guns here with my with my pre-draft evaluations. And we'll see with what draft capital does and where they go. But, I think those are kind of locked in for me unless somebody slides way down into like the 20s. Then I might be scratching my head like, okay, what I missed something here that NFL teams saw. So I am going to jump off the quarterback bandwagon here with the 105. And I'm going to go with uh, my favorite wide receiver here, um, Devontae Smith or Devonta Smith, whatever, however you say it. Um, I think he's the most talented wide receiver in this draft. He's my wide receiver one. I think that he is a little bit undersized, sure. I'm so sick of hearing that. If you ever watched him play, it just it doesn't show. He's so fast, 
his hands are the best in this class, the way that he's able to just go get everything extended, extending his body, making the play, um, going to high point balls, catching in the tra in traffic. The guy is just unbelievable. He gets off the line well. He runs really good routes. And like I said, with that speed, he's able to make those big plays happen. Um, he is my favorite wide receiver. And I know a lot of people are on the chase, the chase wagon there. And I've, I've seen a, a handful of people that like Smith at, at the wide receiver one. And I'm, I'm on the Smith train for sure. So at my 105, I'm going Devonta Smith. Yeah, you stick to your guns there. I know you're a fan of him. Uh, I'm actually going to jump to the running back train at 1.06. I'm going to go Najee Harris. And Ryan and I were talking pre-draft how, you know, he asked me who I thought the first running back taken would be. And I, I mean, it might not even be Najee Harris, but I do like the talent, um, especially for somebody who I feel like he's going to be very, very fantasy relevant with his size, his shiftiness, his ability to catch the ball. Um, so at 1.06, that's the beauty of these super flex leagues is you're getting really good talent later, um, just not in the form of, you know, a QB, which in Superflex can be so handy. But, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not touching Mac Jones yet. He is uh, a tier below everybody that we've mentioned for me yet. Uh, but, you know, he is going to get the draft capital, and he is going to play. So, you know, he is going to be relevant for you. But, yeah, I'm going Najee Harris 1.06. Yeah, that's a, I, I almost picked him at 105. So he's right in that ballpark of that mid-first round in super flex leagues. I do want to back it up just a little bit and kind of dig into the NFL draft side of things here. There's been a lot of rumors going around about that number three pick. Uh, San Francisco 49ers traded up to get that pick, then said that Jimmy G is fine, he's their guy, but there's been just so many rumors about them taking Mac Jones. There's some out there about Trey Lance. What are we making of this? Who do, who do they go? Why are they so infatuated with Mac Jones and we, we aren't, where he's a tier below for us? I'm just curious. On, I think they'd be absolutely freaking crazy. I think the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. I think that that's – at least that's a pretty popular pick among, amongst an analysts. So, for me, they'd be absolutely insane to not take Fields. I just think he's such a better quarterback and provides the multidimensional play and, and game style. So, I mean, what do you think about this? 49ers trading up. Who, who are they going after? I don't know. You got the Jones rumors. I mean, like you said, can you imagine what Justin Fields would do there just with how good the run game is in San Fran, how they could be very, very creative. Uh, and you do have some decent weapons there at wide receiver plus George Kittle. Um, like I, I would like that fit, honestly, because – they could rely on the ground and not put so much pressure on Justin Fields. You know what I mean? So I think it would be a great fit. Oh, um, I would absolutely love that. And it's not like they're going to force him to push the ball downfield either. The, your exactly. two receivers are better when they catch the ball short and make plays happen on the ground with the ball in their hand. And then George Kittle coming over the middle, one of the best tight ends in the league. I mean, it, I don't know. That's just freaking crazy to me. I just don't feel like Mac Jones, he's more of that downfield guy, if you ask me. I don't know. I just that, that's just crazy to me. I can't believe that, that that the fantasy community is so far off compared to what people on TV are talking about right now. I just wanted to bring that up. And then I wanted to bring up Devonta Smith. Where so do we think Jamar Chase is going to be the first wide receiver off the board or do we think it's going to be like last year? Is Jalen Waddle going to go off first? I mean, we kind of called that last year and we were talking. I mean, just cuz 
speed is so sought after, right? And it's it was no surprise that the Raiders, of all people, Al Davis is haunting that franchise, picked the fastest guy in the draft and Henry Ruggs. So could Waddle be the first guy off? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Is he the best receiver in my eyes? No. No, it's it Chase for me, but um, it, it could be a similar situation where, you know, Waddle does go first or, you know, even Smith. I don't know. It, it's hard to ignore the college production there. I don't know how, how these teams are, are viewing these players. So, um, there, I mean, it'll be interesting. Is there a spot early in the draft, I'd say maybe top 12, 13, where you would see one of these top wide receivers go that you would move them down in your rankings? Is there like a death spot? kind of how people treated DeAndre Swift last year. Um, is there a spot where one of these top guys are going to move down to number four or five because of a, a landing spot like the Dolphins, the Lions? Yeah. Something I was going to say that I was going to say the Dolphins. The Dolphins scares me just a little, just because I didn't really like what I saw from Tua last year and his ability to, I mean, he took too many sacks. He, he was kind of afraid to throw the ball because he had such wide open windows at Alabama, a little bit smaller in the NFL. And, he struggled, and that worries me because Fitzmagic went in and just diced. I mean, he was dicing. So it, it does worry me a little bit, whatever receiver goes to the Dolphins. I think they might get off to a slow start, um, you know, over a few years just because I, I don't know. That, that's not my it's not my favorite quarterback in the world there. Yeah, you got to hope he takes a little bit of a step forward, I would hope. I mean, and, and as far as the wide receiver room goes, I think that, that top-notch wide receiver like Smith – Waddle or Chase or even I mean somebody like Bateman for some guys rankings um, I would assume they're going to command targets right away at least be on the field right away I don't know what kind of quality of targets you're getting but yeah that one as far as playing time and all that stuff goes it doesn't worry me I, I'm on the same boat though I'm just not a big Tua guy you know I would hate to see him shit tank for another year or two and then they draft another rookie and then you're starting all over again you know it's like it's a little scary, but I don't know how much it would actually move the needle for me, um, just with opportunity and as a young quarterback. I mean, I think he was coming off a big injury too, with pretty much no off season last year. But anyway, I just wanted to go back on that and kind of talk about the landing spots a little bit with these guys. So, I you just did one hundred six, Tyler. Yep, one hundred seven. You're up. And you did you pick nine? It was it's actually G. I shit you not. Sure doesn't seem like it, but he he said that on an interview. It's not G, just how it's just how it looks on uh, when you're trying to sound it out. Like I I sound out most names. So, um, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to move him down my rankings now since he's complaining. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, I'm gonna go and again stick to my guns. I'm gonna go wide receiver again, and I know Tyler's just gonna be chomping at the bit probably on this next pick, but. My wide receiver number two, uh, again, probably not consensus, is Jalen Waddell. I'm picking him at 107. Uh, as far as where you could probably get Waddell in, in your average draft, you're probably looking at the 110 spot, uh, something like that in Superflex. But I want to go out and get my guys, people who I'm confident in, people who I really, really liked, especially, and I think Waddle's going to get that draft capital too. And I loved what I saw on tape out of him. And so, yeah, I'm going to go 107 is going to be Jalen Waddell. Um, to me, the second best, just pure wide receiver in the class. All right, 107, you and Jalen Waddell. I would uh, 
I'd be taking Kyle Pitts before him. So I, I want to draft with you. I want to want to be in a league with you so I get my guys too. 107, I'm going uh, Chase. and Or excuse me, 108, I'm going – you just took 107. 108, I'm going Chase. And if I'm getting Chase at 108, I'm jumping for joy. So I'm pumped. Okay. Well, that okay. Well, that makes the mind a lot easier because I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna go pits after that. <laughs> um, okay. No, Chase is ahead of Pitts for me. I'm just okay. saying. I'm saying Pitts is ahead of Waddle for me. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. So now that those my those are my top three wide receivers. Chase is right there. And when I say I have Chase at my wide receiver three, people are pretty much telling me on Twitter, "What the hell are you thinking, Ryan? What are you doing?" Um, to me, that's, that's a tier, and they're so close in my, in my scores. But if I have to rank them and have to draft them in an order, um, I'm going to go off of what my, my film score and my pre-draft analysis has told me. So I'm going off of that. So by no means do I not like Chase. I think Chase is elite. I just think that that whole tier to me is elite wide receivers and have just all the upside in the world. Um, so, yeah, my next one at 108. What are we at now? 109. For 109, I'm going Kyle yep. Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts, that he's just ridiculous to me. Like to have a this quality of players go in the first nine picks, this class to me is just stacked. Uh, I think in a super flex league, you're looking at three quarters of the way through this second round that we're going to get to is just unbelievable upside at the very least. I think all of them have potential and upside to be great NFL players. Are they all going to hit? No, but the upside is there. The talent is there for these guys. So, um, but anyway, I'm going Pitts, one of the best tight ends we, I, I, me personally has ever watched. Uh, the way that he moves, his height, just his dominance to go up and get the ball, his red zone presence. He's got all the makings to just be that elite tight end. And plus he just runs a blazing 40 time on top of that. So I don't think linebackers are going to keep up and cornerbacks are too small. So they, you're going to have to double team the guy or something pretty much right out of the gate. So pits for me at 109. Yep, that is a steal at 109. 110, I'm going Travis Etienne. Um, made a, a change in my rankings. Etienne bumped ahead of Javante Williams. Um, really like his game. I think it translates well to the NFL. I think he could be a nice receiving back in the NFL. So PPR-wise, I do like it. Uh, so Travis Etienne at 110. And, and, I mean, if you're sitting at the end of the first round here, most likely your team is, is already pretty solid, So which means you probably have some decent quarterbacks. And then you're just beefing up your roster with some skill positions. So, I mean, you're sitting really, really pretty. Uh, so Travis Etienne at 110. I can't argue with the pick. Uh, that's, those three running backs here for me at the – in or at least my top three are kind of a tier in itself as well, similar to those top three wide receivers for me. Um, but going off of that, 111, back end of here, the first round, I'm going to go Javante Williams. Uh, he's my RB2. So me and Fish are, like, like, like Fish said, we, uh, we, we're kind of good to draft together because we're always getting our guys because we're our, the beginning of our rankings are kind of a little bit opposite as far as the, the mock drafts go. But Javante Williams, for me, I think he's going to get pretty good draft capital here in the second round. Um, I think just the combination of his catching ability, his, he's got pretty good speed on the field and just his power, the, the, the ability to run through arm tackles to finish all his runs falling forward and then catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a three-down back in the NFL and be an asset for an NFL team and your dynasty teams. I love 
Javante Williams. All right. So to end the first round at 112, um, and I know this guy's not even on Ryan's radar at this point, but I'm going Terrace Marshall at 112, uh, somebody who I really like and tie up in my receiver rankings for me. So, uh, and notice still Mac Jones is still out there. So I'm, I'm going through players and I'm Ryan's doing the same thing that I would prefer overtaking a QB even in Superflex. So um, at 112, I'm going Terrace Marshall, who I think he is catching a lot of steam right now in, in the draft world. Um, I, it would not be a surprise to hear his name called on Thursday, but I do think he's a day two. He's a, he's a round two guy in my eyes, uh, but I, is where he gets drafted, but I'd love the upside. Absolutely love the upside. So Terrace Marshall at 112 to round out the first. Yeah, and I I, I kind of just I just finished up an article that we um published on contenderconnection.com about my top ten wide receivers. And toward that middle tier, almost after probably from wide receiver five or six all the way through ten, um I was I was kind of saying in each of my little blurbs how this class is unbelievably deep at wide receiver and I think those top 10 all have potential and all have that upside to go to be just really nice assets for your fantasy football team so picking Terrace Marshall there with the steam that he's gaining right now I don't fault you at all I know a lot of people who would have even taken him earlier um, but I do think he gets early early round two draft capital the NFL so Tyler do you want to maybe round out the first round here. So that is, we're done with our first round. Um, maybe see where these guys land. You want to round us out, Tyler, with who we all, who we all picked. I can help you out if you forgot to. So. Yeah. Uh, Ryan ended up taking uh, Trevor Lawrence. Then we went Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson at 104, 105, Devonta Smith, 106, Harris, seven Waddle, Chase, Kyle Pitts, Travis Etienne, 111. We had Javante Williams, 112, Terrace Marshall, and that still leaves Mac Jones, the quarterback, out of our first round in the Superflex. Um, and obviously he's, he's probably going to be a, a early one in the second round here because he, he is going to get the draft capital on Thursday night, folks. He probably will. So uh, a guy that is going to play early and often. So uh, still available right now for us. 201, Ryan. We going? I'm going right there. I think with that upside, with the draft capital, he's going to get the opportunity. I'm going Mac Jones at 201. Um, he could have went anywhere from – you're going to see him go anywhere from like 108 all the way until maybe this might be the latest that you see him. Maybe 203 might be the latest that I've seen him go in a rookie mock. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wasn't super high on him, but the guy makes some good throws. He, let, I think he broke a record for accuracy at the college football record for a season. Um, and, that, I mean, that showed it, but I also play that too. I saw a lot of his deep balls and a lot of those mid-routes being thrown to a wide receiver that had nobody within 15 yards. He was playing with just star-studded lineups. And that's just Alabama, their scheme, the, the people that they bring in. And that's no fault of his own. I mean, he still has to get the ball to the wide receiver. So uh, nothing against him. I don't like, I think the other one, the other QBs just offer more mobility, more rushing upside. Mac Jones is kind of just a puddle of goo back there. Can't really move a whole lot. I mean, uh, sometimes he can get out of the pocket, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do that at the next level, but he can make all the throws. He's got good arm strength. Um, sometimes he just lacked a little decision-making for me. Um, 
and the other guys, I just they just stood out. The upside was there. So, but I, I I'll gladly take Mac Jones at two oh one. Yeah, and now we're at the point where landing spot is going to play a little bit more for me here, and because it, there is a severe drop off at this point for me personally. Um, I, I mean, I do know who I'm confident in in this next pick. Uh, but it's not somebody that I'm as high on as others. But at 202, I'm actually going to go Rashad Bateman, uh, who is next on my list. But I'm telling you, it's a tear break for me. And I'm a little concerned at him coming in at 190. And everybody's like, well, in the NFL, they'll put on weight and everything like that. Well, yeah. So he's been telling everybody that he's 6'2", 210. That's what he was listed at in the program. He's now at 190. It's 20-pound difference. If he does get to that weight, is he going to move as well? I already thought he didn't move the greatest on film. He backed it up with a nice 40 time on pro day. Let me put in quotations there, pro day. Um, but I do like the talent, and it's hard to ignore, you know, the production that he did at Minnesota. So um, strong physical guy. Give me Rashad Bateman. Uh, but it's it's very close here with a few receivers of mine. Um, and if they go to a, a decent, better offense than another guy it's it's going to lean in a direction for me. So Rashad Bateman at 202. Well, here's where we're going to start. Uh, you're going to, we're going to start sniping each other because that's who I wanted to go next. I was hoping you didn't have them quite that high in your rankings, but yeah, I actually thought Bateman moved a little bit better than you do. I think um, I like, I like the way that he moves and that's just could be the games that we watch and just a difference of opinion, which is no big deal. The guy, either way, he's up there pretty high on our rankings for, for a good class. So the guy is a, a baller. He is a, a very good wide receiver. So that leaves me at 203. Um, I'm going to go right down the list. I'm going to stick on that wide receiver train. I'm going Rondell Moore. Uh, he's next. He's right behind Rashad Bateman. Actually pretty close. I know we talked about him a little bit, I believe, with Aaron Wilcox about what kind of role he's going to play in the NFL. And I think that's the reason that he's my wide receiver five and not more toward my wide receiver four, um, even potentially a wide receiver three, is I think his role is going to be limited and where he's going to play on the field. And now that doesn't – I think he's just a pure slot guy. That doesn't mean that I think he's going to be bad by any means. I think he's a dynamic playmaker. I think he showed good hands, good route running, uh, breakaway speed. He's able to beat the defenders one-on-one. -on -one. So I think he's got all the tools. He's just a little undersized, and I think his role is going to be limited with whatever team it is where some of these guys can play all over the field. They can go to the slot. They can go to the outside where they're always that number one look. Um, I don't know if Rondell Moore can be that guy, but an outstanding talent. Uh, the, the, I mean, he might be short, but he, he packs a punch. The guy was squatting 600 pounds as a freshman uh, in college at Purdue. So, I mean, the guy's strong, runs good routes, extremely fast. And we haven't seen, I don't think, what he can fully do. He was pretty injury riddled in college. Uh, had that great freshman year that people keep trying to remember. And then he hasn't really played a whole lot since then. Hasn't really been able to gain that steam. But from what I could, from what I saw, I liked, I did like what I saw. So Rondale Moore for, Rondale Moore for me at 203. All right. And I will go with the next guy that actually jumped more on my list. And it's the other Moore. Uh, and I will go at 204. I will go Elijah Moore, who actually bumped up ahead of Rondale. Um, very, very similar type player. 
um, you know, I'm just, I started to watch um, the tight end from Ole Miss, uh, Kenny Yaboa, and it drew me in because I ended up just seeing more and more Elijah Moore film. And uh, it's, he just makes people miss. And, um, you know, I think he is going to go to a good offense because he's going to be, he's going to get that, probably that day two draft capital. And uh, I, I think he's going to, I just have a good feeling he's going to go to a good offense. And I don't know why. I just keep like thinking in my head, Elijah Moore going to Green Bay. And I just think like Randall Cobb, like um, he's more athletic than Cobb, I think. But um, I, I do like Elijah Moore uh, in his athleticism. And he ran really well, moved really well at the pro day and uh, good dominator rating. So at uh, 204, give me Elijah Moore. I like that pick. And like I said, I can never argue any of these top 10 guys and they, they all have that upside. I like them all, to be honest with you. So I liked Elijah Moore. He, he ran a hell of a 40 time, I believe. It was like a 4-3-4 four, four or something, wasn't it? Yeah, he is lightning fast. And that, that was actually really surprising to me because I didn't necessarily see that all the time while watching film. I mean, not like that sort of – I mean, that's pretty damn fast. That's a blazer. So – I mean, I liked I liked the guy's route running. I liked his savvy out of out of the slot. His hands are great and be able to make that contested catch. So definitely like the pick, and I would love to see him go to the Packers. I think he's Randall Cobb on on steroids, to be honest with you. Faster, I think a little more refined. Has really good hands. The guy could be could be a stud in Green Bay. But we say that about pretty much any wide receiver that goes there, we're gonna be pretty happy about, considering they just refused to draft one. So. All right, next pickup for me, and that leaves me at what, Tyler? Two, two hundred five. Yep, you're sitting at two hundred five. All right, and this is where it does get a little bit dicey for me. Um, two hundred five. I have a choice to make here. I think I'm going to be able to get the wide receiver that I want at my next pick, actually. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go and pick an, a tight end. Actually, I'm going to pick Pat Fryermuth. Um, I actually really like Pat. I think he's going to be able to see the field early because uh, of his blocking ability. I think he's going to get those snaps, and I do think he has pretty good hands and moves pretty darn good for how big of a guy he is. Um, I, 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 I like Pat Fryermuth. I think he's got some upside to be – I don't – I'm not going to say – I just say stylistically and size-wise, like a Mark Andrews type player, not super fast, not super quick, but he knows how to use his body. He's got good hands. Um, pretty good blocker, stays on the field. So I'm going to go Pat Fryermuth here at 205. Can't argue with what you said there, and it'll be interesting to see where he lands because I think he he just projects as a nice NFL tight end and somebody who's just consistent and, and tough. I think which, he goes. I think he goes like mid, late second round in the NFL draft. Actually, yeah, I mean he might. Um, at 206, I am going to go, and I'll let you take. I'm pretty sure Kadarius Tony is, is who you're eyeing up there. Uh, I have one guy in front of him. That's Kenny Gainwell, uh, who actually I, I can't even remember what he measured in yet in at weight-wise, um, but a guy that I think he could be a very, very good receiving back in the NFL. Um, so just like PPR-wise, makes you a drool, right? Um, very explosive, very elusive, makes everybody miss. Is he an every down back? That's the question. Uh, how are teams going to view him? It'll be interesting to see draft capital with him since he didn't play. Um, is he Curtis Samuel? And I, I'm not hating on Samuel. Actually, you know, Samuel, let's see how he does in his new location. But uh, Kenny Gainwell at 206. 
I like that. It was between for me, Firemuth, Gainwell, and Tony for that for my pick. And I do I, I liked your your take on Gainwell there. I think he's going to be a great pass catching running back. I don't think he's an every down guy. Um, that's what made analyzing these running backs a little bit more difficult for me this year. Because I I honestly think as far as every down backs go, and who's going to be like more of the quote unquote workhorses, I think you're looking at those top three. And then I think everybody else is that split backfield, complementary backs, those types of players. So it makes it a little bit tough for me just to see the complete upside. But if you're looking at upside out of every, every other of those running backs, Gainwell has that receiving upside. So I really like that pick where he could be the, the, the PPR dream, like a James White kind of guy, not getting a whole lot of carries, but he's going to catch six balls a game, something like that. So good pick, Tyler. And I'm going to go right into mine at the – 207 and I'm going to go Kadarius Tony. Um, as far as the contender connection crew goes, I am way higher on Kadarius Tony than most of the other guys, which I'm completely okay with because I'm hopefully in our rookie drafts that I have with those guys, I'm going to be able to get him. I just think his upside is worth the juice is worth the squeeze. I think with Kadarius Tony, you're going to have to put a little bit of capital in him. If you, if you want to go out and get your guy. But I think just his playmaking ability, his explosion, that speed, once he gets the ball in his hands, um, I, I really, really liked his route running. I thought that he gets in and out of his breaks so fast and he can stop and cut on a dime. It's, I, I really enjoyed that. Watch it, it was fun for me to watch his film. He's a fun guy to watch. And him being able to – I saw so much separation. I just think he's going to be able to get open in the next level. And it's not like he's a small guy. I think he's six foot tall. Uh, so I, I don't know if I can really see him playing that outside wide receiver, but he's going to be a nice size slot guy who runs great routes and has great speed. And once he gets the ball in his hands, he could be gone and scoring new touchdowns. So I'm ecstatic to take Kadarius Tony at 207. Yeah. And that's Gainwell is just slightly ahead of, of him for me. Uh, I, it'll be interesting. It'll, it, that will depend on draft capital for Tony. I, I'm, I'm curious to see where teams evaluate him. People are mocking somebody, him in the first round right now. I know. I don't I think he goes in the first round. I, I don't. I would be surprised. But. There is too much talent in the first round. That honestly would shock me. Um, but if he goes in the first round, I mean, we have had receivers in the first round that don't pan out, but that's just telling you, how much faith they're going to have on him going forward. And I mean, draft capital matters, man. If you take somebody in the first round, you can't give up on them because that that's a sign of a bad GM. If you're just not giving your first round draft picks a chance, well, that's, that's not good. So he is growing on me. I do like him though. Then you're paying him that much more money in the first round and that that much higher of a contract too, as far as years go. So yeah. Right. if he gets that draft capital, right now I have him at my wide receiver six. I, Depending on everybody else ahead of him, I'd have a little bit mm-hmm. of a hard time pushing him up to five above Rondale Moore for me. But right now at six, I feel like that's higher than consensus anyway. But I, I yeah. know, I'm a big Tony guy. I know you are. Um, no, I like it. Uh, sitting at 208 then, uh, I'm getting a guy that uh, I don't think is, is anywhere near your range here. Uh, but he's next in my receiver rankings, and I love the guy, and that's Tamorian Terry. Um, and at this point, at, at 208 in a, a draft, I'm this is a huge upside guy, right? Clocked at 23.4 miles an hour in a game. 
that would have been the fastest clock in the NFL in the last four years. I mentioned that a few pods ago. Can he get the draft capital? That is going to be the question. But huge numbers as a, a junior dominated C.J. Henderson against Florida, like just dominated him. Uh, so I do love the speed and speed kills, right? So give me Tamori and Terry, 6'4", 210. Uh, love the upside there. And at 208 right now, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice on a high upside guy. So uh, Tamori and Terry, 208. And this is absolutely where you roll the dice on a, on a high upside guy. Most of these guys, are you're looking at upside. You're looking at who can I take a chance on. It's not like you're losing out that bad at your pick 208. I mean, most of these back-end second-round guys are going to be kind of a crapshoot anyway. Your hit rate isn't great at the end of the second round. So can't fault you at all for Tamori and Terry. Um, leaves my pick a lot easier, though, to, to take at 209. And that's going to be Amon Ra St. Brown, probably the coolest name in the draft at the very least. Um, but St. Brown is a guy who, for me, he checks all the boxes. I think he does everything very well. He doesn't do anything great, and he also doesn't do anything that bad as far as the categories that I'm looking for in a successful wide receiver going through my analysis. I think he runs good routes. I think he can get off the line. I think he's got pretty good hands. He's able to go get the contested catches, um, a decent red zone threat, and, and he's got some, some good, uh, good playmaking ability where if he gets the ball in his hands, he can make plays happen. Um, I don't have like a whole like spice up to say about St. Brown. I just think he does everything really well. I think he's actually a pretty safe pick, to be honest with you, especially toward the end of a second round where you never know what's going to happen. I think he's pretty refined and NFL ready, to be honest with you. Just his techniques, uh, the little things that he does, I think he's not going to have to be as coached right away. I think he could see the field early. He's one of those kind of guys. So I really, I really do like St. Brown, and I think he could – be a nice – I can see him in the slot more than I can on the outside, but I think he could be a good slot receiver almost right out of the gate. Yeah, we mentioned a few pods ago that just how polished he looks. And he's just – he does a lot of things really well. And sometimes NFL teams want a guy that they can step in and just plug in and can do a lot of different things. And he's he's very, very – versatile his route tree is pretty polished in my opinion so uh i do like that pick um and we're sitting at 210 now um starting to wind up our our draft here and i want to make sure that i'm able to grab a tight end that i like who's honestly i've you know i've seen some where where people i saw one i think this guy was trying to get some attention but he had brevin jordan ranked he might even have my head of kyle pitts which is just asinine, but I do like Brevin Jordan as a, a yards after the catch monster um, moves really well. Reminds me of Jonu Smith. Uh, so I'm going to go at 210. I'm going to go Brevin Jordan. And I think landing spots going to be key here. And, um, you know, most of his snaps did not come in line tight end. So how does he project in the NFL? Uh, I don't know, you know how well he blocks. But can a team get creative with him and line him up in the slot? I mean, he's a big, strong, fast guy. So uh, give me Brevin Jordan at 210. I think Brevin Jordan is more – he's like that move tight end. You're not drafting him to have him block by any means. I don't. From what I saw, he's not a great blocker. Um, I can see him being, like we talked about it before, a Gerald Everett type and Evan Ingram type, um, those type of athletic tight ends who can get out in the slot, put him in motion – 
makes some matchup nightmares, and I can I can definitely see him carving out a role for himself in the NFL. Um, but that leaves me at two eleven, and I have to go off of the upside again. Who do I think is going to see the field and make a difference on my fantasy football team? And that is going to be Tylen Wallace, um, a, a, a nice wide receiver. Again, these what I said about those top ten guys. They all have upside. They can all carve out a role. Um, just kind of pinpointing what ones do. And to me, Tylen Wallace, his production in college was unreal. He he was great from the get-go. He put up like three solid years of production in college. And I thought he showed really good, strong hands, making those contested catches, um, going up and getting the ball um, through contact. Um, I thought his playmaking ability was nice when he gets the ball in his hands on the ground. Um, I thought his route running could use a little bit of work. Um, at least part of his route running. I, th- I thought his his stop and go routes were good. I thought his comeback routes were really good. He's able to stop pretty quickly and then come back and explode out of that break and come get that football. But I thought he rounded out his in routes. I thought he rounded out his slants a little bit where that could just use a little bit of polishing, but that stuff can be coached. Um, and that kind of goes off of his release as well. I thought he could use a little bit more work with his, with his hands, getting the defender off of him, a little bit quicker feet. Um, but overall, a pretty solid wide receiver. He's got good size, like I said, great hands, and able to make some plays uh, downfield through contact, contested catch. So I'm going to go off the upside here where I can see him carving out a role that's going to help out your fantasy team. So I'll go Tylen Wallace at the 211. Round us out, Tyler, with the second yeah. round. 212. And at this point, draft capital is going to play a concern or uh, play a little bit in terms of you know, some of these running backs, you know, it'll be interesting to see where guys like uh, Chuba Hubbard and Michael Carter, um, I know you're a big Jared Patterson guy, where are these guys going to go? Are they going to go to a a team that doesn't have a a dead set running back and those guys are going to get an opportunity? Um, If that's the case, that's probably where I'm rolling right around here. Um, But in terms of like, uh, you know, players that I like, and it's, it's it's tough, right? Like I want to go Seth Williams here in terms of an upside pick. Um, you know, in terms, because he's, uh, he's right next to Deami Brown with me here and Seth Williams has a little more upside. Can he put it together? I'm not quite so sure. Not sure if he can separate or not, but I'm willing to take that, that gamble right now at 212. Uh, but with some of these running backs on the board, one of these guys is going to fall into a situation where they get some opportunities and opportunities are key. We know that. So, uh, I am going to go Michael Carter to round this out, um, <laughs> it's hard to ignore the eight yards per carry, right? Very, very strong guy. Hits the whole hard jump cuts. Awesome. Um, not much of receiving. I did kind of mention uh, when we were doing our rankings and that kind of stuff. I'm like, is he this year's Keyshawn Vaughn? Um, it's just kind of who I saw as he was a running, you know, but uh, at five, eight, two Oh two strong kid. Uh, be interesting to see where he lands uh, in terms of the opportunity that he'll get. Is he going to get buried? Uh, then that's probably not my pick at 212. But uh, to round it out, I'm going Michael Carter, who is my fifth-ranked running back on my list. Yeah, I mean that was that was the next guy that I th- that's who I thought you were going to go, and I think that's he's he's deserving to be in that second round of rookie drafts. He's he's a good he's a good running back. He he is that undersized guy though, so it'd be interesting to see what kind of role he gets. I can see him getting a similar role to to Kenny Gainwell. I think he catches the ball pretty good. He's He's quick, makes people miss. 
uh, if you get him out in space. But as far as a between-the-tackles kind of guy, I'm not super confident in that at all. And so, I mean, that rounds out our two rounds, Tyler. And that should just go to show people how deep this class is because this third round, you're looking at people like Deami Brown, Nico Collins, Seth Williams. Um, we're looking at Chuba Hubbard. We're looking at Trey Sermon, Jamar Jefferson, Jarrett Patterson, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, and then you're even getting into to the quarterbacks in the third round were Kyle Trask. Where, where, is, where are NFL teams valuing him? Kyle Ma, or, uh, Mond uh, and, and players like that. So the third round. Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. And so, I mean, the beginning of that third round is going to hold some value in Superflex as well. And, I mean, that's just crazy to me that we're getting two full rounds of guys who have just awesome upside in the NFL and for, for, your, for your fantasy football team. So it's another exciting class. And these are just the guys that we are, we're, we're drafting them purely based off of talent and what through our evaluation process where we value them. And we'll see how much they move with the NFL draft. I think there's going to be a lot of mix-ups. There's always surprises every NFL draft. Who's going to make, who's going to trade up to go get somebody? Um, who's going to have that post-draft hype like CEH, A.J. Dillon, um, players like that. Who's going to emerge through that? And who, who are we Who are we calling BS on? Um, it's it's going to be exciting to find out on our next pod, for sure, when we break these these landing spots down. Yeah, I can't wait for Thursday, man. And uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? I, I thought you, you summed it up really well in terms of the talent that's left as we're heading into round three here. And it's, um, I mean, it's not a bad idea if it's, you know, if you got, you know, somebody on your roster that you don't see long-term, uh, you're not a huge fan of, see if you can go get a third for them. I mean, it, it's just, I, I'm willing to roll the dice on some of the names that you just mentioned. Uh, so you never know if there's a very, very uh, position-based needy team on, in your dynasty league, throw one of your, your weaker guys at him and see if he can get a, a third or fourth round pick. I mean, you have no idea what that might turn into. Um, you know, everybody has hit flyers in the past. I've, I've hit a few with Godwin and, um, uh, Claypool and uh, some of the guys over the past couple of years, I've, I've gotten extremely, I don't know if you want to say lucky, um, at identifying those guys. Uh, and it, it's worth it. So anything you want to leave the listeners with here, Ryan? Nothing other than, uh, the, the normal or go, go check out our content on contenderconnection.com. It helps us out a lot. If you go leave us a rating and review on iTunes, um, that definitely would love to read that and definitely helps us out as far as uh, getting our, getting our podcast out there. And I will say, Tyler, I have been super excited because just this last week we hit 1500 followers on Twitter. Um, who would have thought that we would have 1500 followers on Twitter when we first started doing this little, little over a year ago. Um, Definitely would never have thought that our podcast would grow to what it is right now. Our listeners just keep getting stronger and stronger. Um, we appreciate every one of you guys, that is for sure. Um, and to show that appreciation, I think on Twitter this next week, uh, we are going to put out um, a T-shirt giveaway for everybody who goes likes and retweets that the tweet about our T-shirt giveaway. Uh, we're going to put those names in a hat and, and pick one guy or, or gal to, to win our Block in the Back T-shirt. Um, it's a pretty sweet t-shirt too. Comfortable as all heck. It's a pretty cool logo. And uh, we, we would love to send that to one of one of our followers or listeners. So just something to show our appreciation on, on everybody who's just bared with us through this 
this COVID stuff, listening to what we have to say about Dynasty Fantasy Football, um, something we love to talk about. I hope that we've helped you guys out along the lines with trades, um, rankings, and, and, and your drafts. So we do appreciate you guys. And be on the lookout for that tweet about a free T-shirt here coming up. Awesome, as always. And for those that don't know, Ryan is the one that runs that Twitter account. Um, so if he has said anything uh, negative in the past towards you, that was all him, not me. But no, Ryan, you do a fantastic job on that. And 1,500, uh, uh, I mean, hats off. Ryan does a lot, of, a lot of stuff at Twitter, and hopefully his employer isn't listening right now. <clears throat> right? Uh, no, but thank you guys for listening. And uh, we cannot wait for the NFL draft. Hope you guys enjoyed as well with a beverage and Ryan will on the beach. So uh, thank you for tuning in to Block in the Back. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.